e-commerce landscape has transformed into a versatile and unique space, offering today's companies, large and small, an opportunity to increase sales and grow their business. This podcast offers an exciting opportunity for PriceBrider to unite and empower the e-commerce community at large by providing insights in a thoughtful and accessible way, all with the aim of providing immense value to brand manufacturers and retailers alike. Hi, this is Anthony Capazzoli with the Price Spider E-Commerce Connected Podcast. This is, I guess, the second episode of a series called the 28 E-Commerce Blind Spots. The first one, we covered five pretty critical blind spots. So I'm going to review those real quick before I dive into the ones for this week. Last week, they were error code, dead links, main paging, D2C only, and open door. Quick definition for those, error code, when a brand provides a link from their site to a retailer site to purchase their product and the link leads the shopper to an error page. That's an error code. Number two, dead links, links from a brand site to a retailer or marketplace that don't allow the shopper to click and be taken to the retailer site for purchase. So just a logo that is unclickable, doesn't go anywhere or do anything. That's a dead link. Main paging, links from a brand site to a retailer or marketplace site that take the shopper from the brand site to the main page of said retailer or marketplace versus taking the shopper to the brand's product or the the brand's page. The brand's product page, rather, or the brand's page. Why waste the time? Why waste energy? Amazon does not need your help getting shoppers to their site. So why lead your shoppers, your hard-earned shoppers, from your brand site to Amazon's main page or Best Buy's main page? It doesn't make any sense. That's a problem you should fix immediately. D2C only. Only offering the shopper the ability to buy directly from the brand with no option to link to a shopper's favorite retailer or marketplace, which means I go to the brand site and I the only buy option is if I take the time, the energy to give you my credit card information, my shipping information, yada, yada, yada. Most shoppers just want to click off and go somewhere else where I'm already set up like Amazon for a one-click prime shopping experience. Bing, bang, boom, all done. D2C only. That's a big one. We'll talk about that in probably its own dedicated episode, but that's that's a, that's a big one. And I just, before I dive into the other stuff, I do understand the importance of direct-to-consumer. I get it. I understand that the margins are amazing. It's better than the retailer margins, if you will. However, would you rather lose a sale or keep the margin? That's what it really comes down to, folks. The last one is open door. When a brand only provides a link built from a search string that delivers competitive products in the results when the shopper clicks over from the brand site to the retail site or marketplace, which means if you go to Amazon, you can download or build a link to put on your site with the Amazon logo. So when shoppers go to your brand site, they click on that link or that graphic uh, or the image rather and and they're taken to Amazon. They're dropped into a search results page, which is dynamic and would always change even if the string that you built has your product name or your brand name in it. Very often, you will be, whether you like it or not, competitive products will show up in that search result. So you're leading shoppers from your site to search results on retailer sites or marketplaces that include competitive products. Why invite the chaos? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's a quick review. So now on for the stuff for this week. We've got five that we're going to be talking about. The first one is poor link location. And what I mean is, I'll just define it actually, retail finder or links to retailers and marketplaces buried on the site and hard for shoppers to find. So very often, uh, 
This forces the shoppers to dig around to find your product or retail finder. You have to make it easy for them. Put your where to buy path front and center. Don't shoot yourself in the footer. What this means is make it easy. A lot of brands out there, and you know who you are, right on your site in the very bottom, smallest, tiniest little font, you'll have something that's sometimes called dealer finder or product finder or what have you. And it's tough to find. People don't take the time and then they have to, they look on your site, they don't find what they're looking for, or maybe they do, but they don't want to take the time to buy from you because it seems like it's a direct-to-consumer only option then. So poor link location. Put the links to your where to buy or your buy path front and center. Make it easy for people to buy from you or, 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 you know, or buy your brand, your products anywhere they choose to. If it's from you, great. Put your direct-to-consumer front and center top, top of the list. If they want to click off and go somewhere, maybe, you know, Amazon, like I do in almost 99 or 100% of the shopping experiences I have online, I go to Amazon. Make it easy for me to do that. Make it easy for me to buy your product. Make it easier for me to find out how to go ahead and find and use your buy path. So that's poor link location. Sales prevention. I'll define this one. Retail finder is difficult to use, requiring a shopper to check multiple boxes or take extra steps to find retailers. So less is more in terms of clicks, as we all know. Complicated, form-based product or retail finders force shoppers to quit the process. They become annoyed. It leaves a bad taste in their mouths in terms of your brand or the experience on your site, the shopping experience with and through and for your brand. So one or two simple clicks is the goal. Do not force a shopper to figure out which of your sales territories they live in. Or do a search based on crazy items like the first three SKUs, the SKU numbers or SKU identifiers in your product SKU string. Uh, or fill out some kind of form that helps them figure out who they should call to find your product or where it's located. You'd be amazed at how complicated some of these things are that I've seen. Uh, make it easy. I call that sales prevention because people just literally, and I, you know, I don't use this word very often unless I'm talking about my children, but exasperated. They get tired of you know going through, filling it out. Wait a minute, do I want to buy one unit? Do I, am I a wholesaler thing? It's always a problem. You've got to be really careful and make it super easy to click and for rather for, for consumers or shoppers to click and buy your products. Don't make it tough. Don't make it like an algebra equation that they got to figure out to, to use your where to buy finder or your, your, uh, your product finder. You know who you are. Um, the third one, retailer count. Too many retailer or marketplace options offered on your brand site. I think, and this is my opinion, it can be tested, it can prove me wrong. I think 10 or less is the break point. I think 10 is a good number. I think 5 is a good number. I think you got to decide what that magic number is for your brand. You've got to do some A-B testing to figure that out. It can be a dynamic list. You could have, let's say, 50 retailers that you partner with. That, the, that work with you online. And it's critical to include all of them. But that list should only be dynamic and show 10 retailers at a time or five retailers at a time. And every time a shopper goes in and clicks on the where to buy option, it dynamically changes. So it's a different five retailers each time. So it's balanced and offers uh, an opportunity for all of your retailers to win. So let me just go a little further with the retail account. Do, like, do, do you get annoyed when you go out? Like, and I use this analogy when I talk to people from an e-commerce perspective. Do you, as a diner, when you go out to eat, get annoyed if you go to a burger joint, just a burger joint, and there are 56 different burgers to choose from? Well, if you say that that doesn't annoy you, I don't believe you. 
I think it does annoy you. It annoys me. I go with my kids to a great burger joint, but sometimes the menu is, it's just massive. And it's it's complicated. And I got it takes me 20 minutes to go through and figure out what I want, plus the specials, yada, yada. So the point is, make it easy. You know, give people a robust list of choices. Make it dynamic, but always kind of keep it short and sweet, right to the point, five or ten, I think. And we can test this. You should A-B test this to find out what works best for your brand. Prove me wrong, please. But uh, a short list of retailers should be the retailers who have earned the spot on the short list because they deliver value to your shoppers, to your customers, and take care of your brand and your customers. They're the ones who should make that short list. It shouldn't be every single person that you do business with. It should be a, a short list because that short list of retailers or marketplaces have earned the spot. And make them continue to earn the spot. But as a give back, you have to drive leads to them, for them, with them, to convert. Okay, continuing. Locals only. I always think of surfing when I think of this, but that's not exactly what I mean. Kind of is, kind of isn't. So locals only. Only local retailers offered to shoppers with no links to purchase online offered. So think about that. Uh, that's like saying what, what you're, you're essentially saying. What is this newfangled internet thing? It's important for brands to be where shoppers are, and everybody lives attached to their phone or their tablet these days. So you have to give them the option to convert from their couch or wherever it is that they're trying to convert from. What do you care? As long as they're converting. So in order to do that, you have to give them a couple of options. There should be an online option. I can purchase this product online right now. And there could be, of course, a local option for the big box stores, for the mom and pop local shops. It could be both. I understand, 100% understand, the importance and the value of supporting your local retailers and mom and pop shops. But you don't have to support the local retailers by sacrificing the online retailers. I would argue that most of your local stores and even your mom and pop shops these days have an online presence. You can integrate both and do a very good job and do it very well. So I recommend avoiding the locals only approach. Now, the flip side of this is no locals, only online retailers offered to shoppers with no links to purchase locally offered anywhere. So just reverse what I said in the last item. You have to it's a, it, you know, again, let me just state it, it's awesome to support your online retailers, but it shouldn't, you shouldn't exclusively support them. I think that there needs to be a balance. Let people buy, let people convert how and when they want to convert. If they want to convert online on their couch from their phone at midnight, let them do that. That's perfect. That's an online option. Should be completely groomed and administered by the brand. If I want to wait and just drive, to the local store, the local Walmart, the local Target, the local mom and pop shop in the morning, perfect. Even better on the way home from work, whatever it is. Give me that option too. There should be both, online and local. So, real quick, I'm just going to review what we talked about. I'm not going to review the first segment or first segment of the 28 blind spots. Just going to review what we talked about today, the new ones. So, poor link location. Make it easy for people to find ways to buy your product or where to buy your products. Don't hide it in the footer. Don't change the font. Don't use a black background with black font and hope nobody ever finds it. You really have to make that front and center. You've got to make it easy for people to find your product or retailer locator. 
or where to buy path, whatever it might be. Sales prevention. Don't make the retail finder, the product finder, the where to buy too difficult to use. Think about your shopping experience. Think about your shoppers, your consumers. Make it easy for them to buy. Don't get in their way. Retail account. Don't give them so many options that it's crazy. Let them, you know, get through. Think about the devices people use today to do their shopping online and locally. It's got a, there's not a lot of real estate there. So you've got to minimize the stress, the scrolling, the beneath the fold kind of stuff. Make it easy. Locals only. Offer more than just a local purchase option. I think it's critical to offer an online option as well as a local option. And then that, of course, ties in nicely with the last one, which is no locals, which means you only offer online. You have to offer both, I think. Prove me wrong. And I know that a lot of people might be listening to this and saying, hey, listen, we've been doing great. We've been in business for 100 years. That's wonderful to hear. And I love stories like that. But you have to change with the times when you've got to do it strategically in order to be successful today like you were yesterday. Thank you very much for listening. I promised I would do better on this episode than I did in the last one. I hope I did. Give me some feedback anytime. Visit us at pricebiter.com and let me know what uh, let me know what you think of the show. 